Remember how it was back then. I mean, five weeks ago, stock market and the economy were booming. Unemployment was less than 4%. Disney and Universal were full every day. Airports and cruise liners were working to capacity. Professional teams were busy several nights a week. And then there's this little gadget called the iPhone. And this one is tiny. But this iPhone has so many features that I think that it was just a reminder to us that we could actually, as individuals and as a community, we could conquer the world. So during those days, the mood of the people was one of optimism. And here we are, four weeks later. It's a very, very different scenario. Stock market and the economy have plunged. Well over three million people are unemployed. Disney, Universal, and many other theme parks are closed. All professional sports cancelled. Airlines, corporations going broke looking for a handout. Churches, houses of worship closed. Universities, colleges, schools closed. And because churches are closed, our Catholic churches, then our people are unable to receive the Eucharist at this point in time. So we're living in very challenging days. And I think because of that, there is a lot of fear, anxiety, sadness, grief, and also powerlessness. It is the great invisible enemy that has made all of this happen. So what do we do in a situation like this? Well, my first instinct, or one of my instincts, was to run away. And especially, being an Irishman, I decided I would go back to Ireland. But in talking to my brother and his wife this morning on the phone, I'm told that Ireland is no different from here. That is, the entire country is locked down for a couple of weeks. So I wouldn't be welcome there, I'm sure. But it's not just Ireland, it's everywhere. This coronavirus, as we know, is everywhere. We don't know when, where, or how it will end. And we don't know what life will be like afterwards when it does end. And so I think the present moment, in many ways, it presents us with a challenge. Uh, and also, I think it presents us with an opportunity. The challenge really is, I think, to deal with ourselves, to be able to deal with, with the inner self during these very, very long, challenging days. As I said, anxiety, fear, frustration, 
even anger perhaps. All of those things are possible, not just possible, but very probable. And if you have a family, if you have two, three, four children, again, it's such a challenging situation. How do you deal with them all day? And how do you, how do you keep your cool in the midst of what's going on around you? As I said, no easy answers. We can go to um, self-help books. Perhaps we might find some ideas. If th uh, therapists and counselors were free, we could go and talk to them. But I think if there's any answer at this point in time to, deal, to help us deal with ourselves and with our families, that answer is none other than the Lord himself. As he tells us time and again in Scripture that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And today we have that wonderful gospel which you just heard a few moments ago, the raising of Lazarus. It's a reminder to us that our God is a God of power and might, a God who makes things happen, a God who can make things happen, who can make things happen in our lives as well. Now, when you listen to that gospel reading this morning, uh, toward the very end of it, uh, Martha made that wonderful profession of faith in, in Christ. She says, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I think the opportunity is for all of us to be able to make that profession of faith during this time. Unfortunately, even though we say we believe, we've all been baptized at the font, we all uh, say prayers on occasion. But the real question is, for each and every one of us, not do I believe, but to what extent is Christ a priority in my life? And not alone a priority, to what extent is he the priority in my life? Because if I expect him to, in a sense, uh, heal me and encourage me during this time, then he has to be an important person in my life. You know, I talk to people all the time, and I, I challenge people when they miss Mass. I say, uh, why, why are you not at Mass? And you hear, I hear responses like, well, I just uh, didn't have time. Uh, I didn't get around to it. In other words, um, we live out of, of our priorities. And whatever our priorities are on a given day, we're going to follow those priorities. So I think we're called upon during this time to make the Lord a priority, not to be lured away as we have in the past, not to be lured away by the, uh, the, the empty promises of the world in which we live, because they are empty and they get us nowhere. It's only in the Lord, it's only in the Lord, I think, that we find fulfillment. And I think it's only in the Lord that we find peace during these very, very challenging days. So I'd just like to conclude with the, the words of, of Jesus in chapter 11 of St. Matthew's Gospel. 
just his words are a reminder to us that he is there for us on all occasions. And we have to be there for him if we expect him to minister in our lives. And so I conclude with these words, Matthew 11, verse 25. Come to me, all you who are weary and find life burdensome, and I will refresh you. Take my yoke upon your shoulders and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. Your souls will find rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen.